the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is brought to you by Bridgeway Community Church. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. How in the world are you today? It's Theological Thursday. You ready to talk to me? Come on, let's go. Live from our nation's capital, welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. An expert on race, religion, and relationships, Dr. Anderson wants to talk to you. Our phone lines are now open. 888-432-7434. And now, please welcome Dr. David Anderson, your bridge-building voice in the nation's capital. That's me. Your bridge-building voice right here in the nation's capital. How in the world are you today? Well, wherever you are, in your kitchen, in your car, maybe in front of your computer or your smartphone, watch me on my socials, at Anderson Speaks is my handle for those, or, of course, on the most listened to Christian talk station on the East Coast, second in the entire country, WAVA, 105.1 FM, right here in the nation's capital, covering all of the DMV, D.C., Maryland, Virginia, parts of West Virginia and Pennsylvania as well. Thanks a lot for tuning in, and of course, around the world on WAVA.com. And uh, if you are new to the show, let me tell you how we roll. If you're not new, uh, then you can probably say it with me. First, it starts with Marriage Mondays, and then Tough Topic Tuesdays, Wisdom Wednesdays, Theological Thursdays, that's today, and then tomorrow, open phone in Fridays. Anything you want to talk to me about is fair game tomorrow. And then Saturdays, we got a special show for you every Saturday evening at 7 p.m., so make sure you check us out then as well. And let me just, at the top of the show, acknowledge our new sponsor, Vivint Smart Home. They are giving all my listeners a free 4K doorbell camera uh, pro, so you get that as soon as you sign up for any package with them. And, of course, if you call within the hour of the show, uh, then you also will receive two free months, so that's pretty good. Professional installation, 0% financing, and a lifetime warranty not to mention their fast 24-7 police, fire, and medical response. So make sure you give them a call at the Get Smart with Dr. David Anderson hotline that they've created, 800-587-1504. Their number, again, is 800-587-1504, or you can go to GetSmartVivint.com. That's V-I-V-I-N-T. Well, today is Theological Thursday, and we're going to talk about the prophets today. It's the theology of the minor prophets with Pastor Dan Taylor, who is the associate pastor at Bridgeway Community Church. And I'm going to give you more of an introduction of who Pastor Dan is in just a moment. But our topic is the theology of the minor prophets. Is there anything major about minor prophets? And here's a question. What questions have you always wanted to ask a prophet? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. What is a prophet? Uh, what was a prophet? 
Uh, are there profits today? You know, all that good stuff. So we're going to get into that in just a moment. It is Theological Thursday, so put your thinking caps on. If you want to call me and talk to me or Pastor Dan Taylor, the phone number is 888-43-BRIDGE. That's 888-432-7434. As always, we like to open in a word of prayer. Commit our time to the Lord. I'll give you a little more information. We'll open the phone lines and we'll introduce our special guest today. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you uh, for the opportunity to talk about your word, to talk about theology, and to connect with one another around the topic of the prophets. Give us your insight and be with our guests today. In Jesus' name, we pray. Together, everyone said, amen and amen. Well, there are a couple other ways you can get a hold of me. You can always go to andersonspeaks.com and get all the information you need on me, or even go to my favorite website, embracegracism.com. You can even scroll down to the bottom of that one, and you'll see on the app, you'll actually see a, a phone icon. Feel free at that time to just push that, and it'll call me right here. Now what I want to do is introduce to you a very special friend who I've been working with for almost 30 years. Associate Pastor Dan Taylor has served Bridgeway Community Church since 1993 in various capacities. He currently is serving as a teaching and training pastor as well as the staff chaplain overseeing our resource center, and I like to call him my resident, our resident theologian. Before Bridgeway Community Church, he served as a youth pastor for three years in the suburbs of Chicago. He earned his bachelor's degree in pastoral Christian education and his master's in ministry from Moody Bible Institute in Chicago, where we met. He's also published three books. They're self-published books, The Spiritual Life Notebook, The Gospel of John Day by Day, and A Different Kind of Life Devotional, Reflections on Psalm 23. He's also a contributing author to the book, The Multicultural Ministry Handbook, published by IBP. And he's taught the Bible around the world in settings all over to train pastors in Kenya and Ethiopia and South Africa and Mexico. He has taught a summer course titled World Christianity in the Future Church at Capitol Seminary and Graduate School. He's been married to his lovely wife, Lori, uh, for 34 years. He has one married son married to a woman named Rachel who is the co-lead for the Bridge Kids Ministry at Bridgeway Community Church. His son's name's Stephen, and uh, they're a family that would, would uh, not only be a ministry family, they're personal friends to Amber and I. And Pastor Dan, it's a joy to have you on the show, brother. Wow, I didn't know all that about me. That's wonderful. You know, I had to make some of it up, but hey, who cares, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks week, for having me on. It's a, it's a joy to be here. Sure, man. It's always good to be able to lean on your wisdom and on, on your mind. And, uh, you know, I know that you've been studying and preaching and teaching mainly about the prophets. And I thought this would be good for our listening audience to understand uh, what are the prophets. I did a, um, a Bible study on Sunday about the different categories of the scriptures. And the prophets are one of those categories. And a lot of people are not familiar with the prophets, who they are and why they are and things of that sort. So I thought it would be a benefit to our audience to learn a little bit about the prophets. And we know that there are uh, 17 prophetic uh, books, if you will, but they're broken into two categories. 
the major prophets and the minor prophets. And if you were to ask sort of an everyday Christian, what's the difference? They'd have no idea. And if you ask them, uh, what are the prophets? They might say they're the ones that gave prophecy. And so what I want us to do, Dan, when we get back from our commercial break, is I want to dive in and ask the first question about what are the prophets or who are the prophets and why are they broken into major and minor prophets. I wonder if it's because some are bigger than others and others are really insignificant. We'll find out <laughs> on the other side of the break. So as we go to our break now, when we come back, we're gonna talk with Pastor Dan Taylor, a resident theologian and pastor at Bridgeway Community Church for almost 30 years. You do not wanna miss this. Share it with somebody, invite them to the show. We're coming back in just a couple of minutes. This is Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Andrew Altman, founder of Best Buy Waterproofing. There's been a lot of rain here in the Maryland, Virginia area over the past two months, and there's more rain in the forecast. If you have issues in your home with basement moisture, mold and mildew, a crack in your wall, and water leaking into your home, I have a solution for you. My company, Best Buy Waterproofing, can fix your issue forever. We will give you a dry basement and get rid of the mold and mildew, moisture, and any issues related to water around the foundation of your home. Our work comes with a lifetime guarantee and we are highly rated with the better business bureau also know during this unusual time my team is fully functional and able to serve you with the highest level of safety for you and your family many hundreds of families have been served by best buy waterproofing here in the maryland and virginia area let us help you too go to bestbuywaterproofing.com or call us directly 24 hours a day 844-980-3707 Dr. Anderson would love for you to join his Facebook page and subscribe to his YouTube channel. Just search Dr. David Anderson on Facebook and click like for Anderson Speaks on YouTube and subscribe. They're a great way for you to connect with and follow Dr. Anderson. Plus, you can watch Dr. Anderson's radio program live or search past episodes. You can also connect with Dr. Anderson and his sponsors at andersonspeaks.com. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson on Facebook, YouTube, and andersonspeaks.com. Check him out today. Welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. For more information about this program or for resources from Dr. Anderson, please visit andersonspeaks.com. 
To watch on Facebook Live or to view past episodes, visit Dr. Anderson's Public Figure Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson and click like. You can also watch live on YouTube. Just search for Anderson Speaks, all one word, and make sure to subscribe. Join our text community and receive a free weekly text from Dr. Anderson. Just text the word INSPIRE to 97000. That's I-N-S-P-I-R-E to 97000. And now, back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. That's me. It's Theological Thursday. Welcome to the show. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, and I've got Pastor Dan Taylor, Associate Pastor at Bridgeway Community Church, theologian and friend who's hanging out with me today to help us understand the prophets. Today's topic, the theology of the minor prophets with Pastor Dan Taylor. Okay, Pastor Dan, so what's the big difference between the major prophets and the minor (laughs) prophets? (laughs) Yeah, I've always thought that the poor minor prophets, when they're up in heaven, they're being said, another person has now called us minor. Hmm. <laughs> You're right. Because um, they're not they're excited not. about that t- title? Or yeah, what? I'm sure that title doesn't thrill them at all. The only difference between the major and the minor prophets is the size of the documents that we have that tell us what they said. So the minor ah. prophets are, if you want to use a better term, they are the smaller prophets, and they probably would hate that word too. It's yeah, just that we right. don't have as much material of what they said as we do of people like Daniel and uh, Isaiah and Jeremiah. We just have more material of theirs, I and see. we have less material of those that are the minor prophets. Um, they're just uh, smaller books, basically. It'd be like comparing it. Romans. It'd be like comparing Romans to First John or Second John. And we wouldn't call them Small John or Minor John. <laughs> right, and we don't diminish. I mean, there's some phenomenal stuff in First John and Second John and in Jude uh-huh. um, that are just as important as the material in Romans. But uh-huh. because of the title, I've even struggled trying to come up with a better title for the prophets. Um, yeah. Most of the time I just call them the prophets because that's exactly the what they all should be considered equal footing. Got it. So, but somebody probably decided that was a good way to categorize them in some theology class or something, huh? Probably. I guess I I don't know the history of where the titles come from, but I'm sure the minor prophets groan in heaven every time they're called that. Probably. Got it. So to be clear, minor prophets are not minor in their influence or their impact or their theology of doctrine. They're minor because they're the smaller books of of the category of the prophets. Is that right? Yes, exactly. So, I mean, if you think about Jonah, just think about the impact, the story of Jonah, a minor, quote-unquote, minor prophet, has Mm. had on the history of not just believers, but on literature and people outside of Christianity. Mm. Uh, It's not a minor impact at all. Oh, wow. And so if we looked at the 17 prophetic books or books that we would call the prophets, how many of them would be minor? Uh, Well, it's the last 12 um, in the Old Testament that we would put into that category. Uh Uh, We would just call them the prophets. I see. And in fact, the the whole set of them were actually communicated as sometimes as one document. They were called the prophets. Oh, how about that? Okay. 888-432-7434. If you have a question about the prophets or prophecy, uh, this is your moment of truth. You can always give us a call and ask Pastor Dan, 888-43-BRIDGE. Um, when you look at the section or the category of the prophets, uh, Pastor Dan, 
uh, is there people, are there people that just tend to shy away because they don't understand it or because they're afraid of them? Yeah, the, one of the problems that we have with the prophets is that there's no, so if we use the term a genre of literature or a type of literature, there's just nothing comparable in our day to match up with what the prophets are. Mm-hmm. And so we have a hard time putting them into a, a category to understand it to just begin with. Mm. So we understand narrative from the Bible as story, and we understand stories right. as a culture. Right. Um, we understand epistles, they're letters. We understand letters. But when it comes to the prophets, uh, there is just nothing like them uh, to compare. So that what's, that's one mm. of the things that makes them difficult to understand. Because we just don't have that in our genre or our language, and so uh, we can't identify with it in the same way. Yeah. And okay. the other problem with the prophets is they are not structured like any other books of the Bible, too. So when you mm. go to the Book of Romans, people can come up with outlines for the Book of Romans, and they make sense. Right. Um, and or a storyline like in Genesis, it's easy to understand the big picture of what's going on and have an outline. Right. Um, this is one of my favorite quotes about the uh, prophetic books. Outlines of the prophetic books are normally useless. <laughs> so how many times have you ever heard a Bible scholar say the outlines of a Bible book are useless? But when wow. it comes to the prophets, this is from Duval and Haynes. Uh, they talk about grasping God's word. Um, mm. They just said because they're so difficult to understand the structure of the prophetic books because they're just not outlined like any other book of the Bible. Wow. And, you know, Scripture says, uh, above all, you must understand that no prophecy of Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation, for prophecy never had its origin in the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Uh, That's in uh, 2 Peter 1.21. How are we to understand that in the totality of Scripture and the way we interpret and understand God's Word? Well, one of the things to understand is the role—many times people think the role of Old Testament pastors and New Testament—I'm sorry, Old Testament prophets and New Testament pastors are similar or identical, and they're not Mm. even close. Mm. So uh, prophets—the description I like to use in our culture— that match up with the prophets a little bit better is the idea of a prosecuting attorney. Hmm. And so if you think about a prosecuting attorney and God is the, is the plaintiff and the mm-hmm. children of Israel are the defendant and hmm. the prophets are God's attorney accusing the children of Israel of, of what they have done or their violation of the covenant. Mm-hmm. And so that is the foundational Old Testament understanding of what prophet and what a prophets are. And that's probably one of the best um, examples in our culture to understand what a prophet is. So God would be the judge and uh, the plaintiff would be the prophets who are the prosecuting attorneys. And the uh, the, the children are, of Israel are the ones that are kind of uh, uh, the defendants. Yes, they're the ones under the gun, so to speak. Got it. Now, are all is there anything common about all the prophets that kind of – uh, no matter what prophetic book you look at, there's a common thread? Yeah, there's so there's some basic common themes that um, most of the time, if you open up just about any of the prophets, either major or minor, you'll find these themes. So these three themes are idolatry, 
mm-hmm. social injustice, mm-hmm. and religious ritualism. Hmm. And so, so those were the hmm. those were the three big categories of complaints that God had against the children of Israel that were violating the covenant that they had made with him. Interesting. So idolatry and injustice, and then this uh, ritualism, uh, ri- religious ritualism. Let's talk about that for a second, and we'll take a couple of phone calls. What is religious ritualism? Well, it's not hard, really hard for us to understand because we can do the exact same thing. Mm. So this is where the prophets actually have still a benefit for us. So let me just read to you just a section out of the book of Isaiah. Mm-hmm. So, and this is a very scathing open. This is out of Isaiah chapter one. So right out of the gate, God is um, coming after them. He says, hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Listen to the law of our God, you people of Gomorrah. So again, right out of the gate, not a really um, friendly opening. Right. And then right. this is what he says. The multitude of your sacrifices, what are they to me? I have had more than enough of burnt offerings, of rams, the fat of fatted animals. I have no pleasure in the blood of bulls and lambs and goats. When you come to appear before me, who's asked you of this, this trampling of my courts? Hmm. So just think about those. Those are all the things that God in Leviticus has asked them to do. Hmm. But because of the way that they do it, and because it's become ritual and there's no meaning to it, Mm. Even to God, all those things are worthless and meaningless. Wow. So, again, even in our day, think about things like taking communion, doing baptism, serving God in the church, giving your tithes and offerings, all the things that we can be accused of doing just ritualistically without ever having any spiritual meaning to them as well. Wow. Wow, that's that's powerful. So, really, when you think about God's complaints— the prophets are the ones that are his mouth, and he's complaining uh, and condemning them, if you will, for their idolatry, their injustice, and their inauthenticity or their religious inauthenticity. And as a result of that, God is saying, no, I don't want your religious inauthenticity and ritualism. I really want your heart. Is that is that what the prophets are trying to do, get Absolute, us back to what the heart of God is? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, and how many times do we say in our Christian culture that it's about relationship, it's not about religion? Mm, Right. God is saying the same thing to the children of Israel. It's not about ritual. It's about relationship. And so that's Mm. why many times in the prophets you will see God comparing himself and the children of Israel, and they are adulterers. Mm -hmm. And the reason he uses that language, that's relationship language that God is trying to get them to understand how how personal he has taken their violations. So they have promised a covenant relationship with him, just like we make a covenant in marriage. They made a covenant with him, and now they're breaking the covenant. But he uses relationship language to describe it, not just the issue Mm. of ritual. So then God really wanted ritual. So go ahead. No, I was just going to say, so God really wanted relationship with the Old Testament folk, just like the New Testament folk. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So obedience and and just following the law was really never uh, God's ultimate design or desire. No. And again, that's why you see Jesus complaining so much about the rituals 
of the children of Israel because mm-hmm. they were devoid of relationships. How many? If you look at what Jesus' complaints in the New Testament were, all of them were about ritual over relationship. Wow. Well, you know, um, we got to take a break here in just a minute, and when we get back, we're going to go to Silver Spring, Maryland, and talk to Lucy, if you're still there through the break, Lucy. But this is uh, practical for us today only because we – um, we have a lot of ritualism. We have a lot of inauthentic religiosity. And as a result, uh, many people in uh, the world are sort of tired of it. Um, would you say that somehow ritual is not a bad thing, but it's the way we, the way we utilize ritual to make ourselves feel better? Oh, totally. Yeah, ritual has its place and has its purpose. Mm-hmm. And we can talk about the importance of that in a minute. But yes, we're not saying ritual is bad. We're uh-huh. just saying ritual is not all that there is, and that ritual mm. should be much more than what the actual ritual um, is. So mm. we, again, when we talk about communion, yes, you know, we challenge people to examine themselves during communion about the relationship that they have before God. Mm. Now they can just take communion and say they've taken communion or they can use communion for the purpose that it was created for in the first place. How about that? So idolatry, injustice, inauthentic religion. What do you think about this? The message of the prophets. Well, we've got Pastor Dan Taylor hanging out with us. When we come back, we're taking your calls on Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Heyactionhomeservices.com. Did you know I started as an electrical contractor? That kind of gets lost with our plumbing and AC messages. We do everything you'd expect an electrician would do, including indoor and outdoor lighting, service panels and circuits, switches, plugs, and troubleshooting too. Call to add or update your old light fixtures with modern, efficient LED lighting. 703-922-1900. Problem solved. This is John MacArthur. Join me for today's Portraits of Grace. After World War II, the United Nations was created to promote world peace. But since its inception in 1945, there has not been a single day of complete global peace. That's a sad commentary on man's inability to make peace, isn't it? In fact, someone once quipped that Washington, D.C. has so many peace monuments because officials build one after every war. Well, in the future, Jesus will return to establish a kingdom of peace that will usher us into an eternal age of peace. In the meantime, he uses believers to proclaim the gospel of peace to a spiritually war-torn society. I pray you'll be a faithful ambassador of the gospel of peace. This is John MacArthur encouraging you to live as portraits of grace. Alexa can play WAVA-FM. And hear us wherever you are on our mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, or Radio.com. He alone is your rock and your salvation. He is your fortress. You will never be shaken. A reminder from 105.1 FM WAVA. Free inspiration and encouragement every morning, noon, and night sent directly to your inbox. Sign up for free devotionals at Crosswalk.com. Crosswalk.com. We're about to hear a commercial for a very unique mortgage team that has a very specific advantage that could save your family monthly and lifelong money. Two things you should know. One, we were started by a dad and his son and his wife and his sister-in-law. 
and we've grown to be a faith-focused mortgage team that's helping families across the U.S. We're faith and family at our core, and we don't hide it. Two, we've still stayed fairly small, on purpose. We're only about a couple dozen people, a makeup that we believe lets us truly know every person that calls. But we also have a big advantage. Our company is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls, a reality that often allows us to get you a better rate, which could save you monthly and lifelong money. We are United Faith Mortgage at unitedfaithmortgage.com. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, Mississippi, Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. And we're back. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Welcome to the second half of the program. If you're just joining us, you're joining a wonderful conversation with me and Pastor Dan Taylor, Associate Pastor at Bridgeway Community Church, resident theologian, as I like to call him. But he's a teaching and training pastor. He's trained pastors around the world. And we're talking today about the theology of the minor prophets, but really the prophets in general, we've learned that the biggest difference between major and minor prophets is the size of the book. But other than that, uh, their impact is just as great. Uh, Listen, if you want to give us a call and interact with us, you're welcome to do it. Uh, My lines are now open, 888-43-BRIDGE. Pastor Dan, how about we go talk to Lucy in Silver Spring, Maryland? Will do. All right. Hey, Lucy, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hey, Pastor, I'm good. Good, you know, welcome. I love the prophets. Thank Why? you. Um, and I wanted to ask you guys, um, in Chapter 3 of Zechariah, I think that's my favorite uh, minor mm. prophet, so-called minor prophet. It talks about a brand plucked out of the fire. Mm-hmm. I wonder what you all think of that one. Gotcha. Pastor Dan, the brand plucked out of the fire. Um, I would have to take a look at Zechariah 3. Zechariah 3. What verse is that, ma'am? Miss Miss Lucy? Verse 2. All right. Let's 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 check it out and let's read it so we can get some get some context. How's that sound? So and by the by the way, while we're looking at it, what is it about the prophets that you love? I love that there's so much prophetic um, talk about the Messiah. Just mm. little snippets. But, yes. but they're really potent snippets. Yes. Like um, uh, a pot of colt in chapter 9 and 30 pieces of silver in chapter mm-hmm. 11. Yes. Whom they pierced, chapter 12. It, this is great stuff. Yes, yes. And when you talk about the prophetic book, yes, Dan, these prophetic books are in a way judgment on on the people of Israel, but they're also prophecies uh about the the coming the coming Christ, right? I think so. Well, that's true. Um there is still future um comments and prophecies about the future. But just understand that's a very, very small percentage mm. of the prophets. Um, mm. uh, there's a, authors by the name of Thor, uh, Fee and Stewart. They say less than 2% of Old Testament prophecy is messianic. Mm. 
So um, the vast majority of this material, the prophetic books, really is addressing the disobedience of Israel and Judah um, and warning them about judgment if they don't repent. Mm, how about so that? Again, Let me read. There, and it's not. And I'm not saying it's not important, but just right. understand, big picture wise, it's really about two percent of the Old Testament prophets are messianic and and they're uh, focused. Now here's here's the first couple of verses of Zechariah three, so we have a broader context. Then he showed me Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan standing at his right side to accuse him. The Lord said to Satan. The Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Is not this man a burning stick snatched from the fire? Dan, any thought on that yeah. passage? Well, and I love the rest. Of, now that I'm looking at it, I love the rest of this whole. You have to put all the rest of it. Verse 3, now Joshua was dressed in filthy clothes as he stood before the angel. Then the angel said to those who were standing before him, Take off his filthy clothes. Then he said to Joshua, See, I have taken away your sin, and I will put a rich garment on you. And then I said, Put a clean turban on his head. So they put a clean turban on his head and clothed him while the angel of the Lord stood by. I mean, that is a beautiful image of what uh, God does for us, that Mm. Satan is our accuser, and there we are standing in our, our filth of sin, and God is the one who says, well, I'm going to fix this. He doesn't ask us to fix it. He says, mm. I'm going to do it. And so that's a beautiful image of um, God's intervention into um, our circumstances. Mm. And so being snatched out of the fire is even that picture of God maybe delivering us from the hand of Satan when he says, Lord, rebuke you, huh? Yeah, or even just the judgment of our sin and personally. Because I think the take off his filthy clothes image definitely is a connection to our personal sin mm. and probably to the nation sin. I'd have to mm. go into more detail to find out. Mm. But yes, it's definitely wow. taking us away from judgment. So, Well, Lucy, what do you think about that? Sounds very interesting. Yeah, I appreciate it, y'all. It does. We appreciate you as well. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, with us. That's Lucy from Silver Spring, Maryland. It's interesting when you say, Pastor Dan, 2% is about the prophecies of of Christ or the Messiah. And uh, yet, uh, when we talk about major and minor, that's a minor percentage that has a major consequence in our life, isn't it? Well, definitely for us. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I mean, mean, that's why, again, when you hear people quote the Old Testament prophets, many times it is the Messianic passages we hear the most, especially around Christmas, mm. because of its meaning for us. Um, right. you, I haven't heard anyone preach too often on Isaiah chapter 1, because it, <laughs> that's not, it's not for us specifically, but right. those Messianic passages have a direct impact on us as New Testament Christians, for sure. So then, then when we come back, I want to ask you, how do we take some of those other passages and apply some of the principles to our life when it's talking about idolatry or injustice or inauthenticity uh, of religious ritual. How do we uh, sort of get the message from the prophets without doing violence to the passage when applying it to our our lives? As soon as we get back, we're gonna talk to Pastor Dan Taylor.
When asked the question raised by her professor, why are you here at Omega Graduate School? Sebla Diluhailu answered in one of her essays like this, I was not there just to add a prefix to my name, though that would feel good. The greater purpose of my preparation at OGS is to fulfill my mandate to be a change agent. The doctoral study is a time of preparation for me to see and to think, to understand the times and to craft my way in fulfilling my calling. Sebla Diluhailu, a current doctor of philosophy student from Ethiopia, is a counselor and adjunct psychology professor who hosts a weekly radio show in the capital city of Ethiopia and is an advocate for empowering women and children. What is your profession and how can OGS help you grow to the next level in your graduate education? Dr. David Anderson is the new chancellor of Omega Graduate School, formerly known as Oxford Graduate School, and your education as a working adult is important to him, to God, and to all who will be changed in the world because of your important research. Go to OGS.edu today and apply or call one 800-933-6188. Does your church have legal challenges? McCullum & Associates has experience with pastor church relations, administration and organizational issues, church liability and risk management, and real estate matters. This firm understands the legal aspects of the problems, as well as the spiritual implications of those same problems inside and outside the court. Call McCullum & Associates today at 301-864-6070. That's 301-864-6070. It's Best Buy Waterproofing and Best Buy Design Build. So, who is this superhero guy flying over the neighborhood looking for leaky basements and leaky roofs to repair? Visit BestBuyWaterproofing.com or call 844-980-3707-247 to see what heroic home repair services look like. Basement waterproofing, mold and mildew remediation, structural repair, foundation crack injection, sump pump systems, roofing and gutters, siding and decks. So, you went to BestBuyWaterproofing.com and called 844-980-3707. Who's the real hero now? You are. We've got you covered from top to bottom. At Best Buy, your whole house is our business. Want more Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson? You can now catch Dr. Anderson's half-hour radio highlight show on Saturdays at 7 p.m. right here on WAVA 105.1. You'll enjoy recent conversations he's had with callers to this show. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, Weekend Edition, Saturday, 7 p.m. on WAVA. Check it out. For more information about Dr. Anderson, visit andersonspeaks.com. Don't forget, it might be raining outside, but you don't need to have water in your house. Best Buy Waterproofing will keep you dry, the top and the bottom. They do roofs as well as they do waterproofing, bestbuywaterproofing.com. Make sure you tell them Dr. Anderson sent you. They'll give you a great deal just because you're one of my listeners. Their number, if you want to give them a call, 844-980-3707. Call them before the water rises. Rebecca Rodriguez says, rituals over relationship. Wow. So, uh, Dan Taylor, people are uh, are connecting with today's topic. And 
If you just join us, you still have a couple of minutes to connect with us. Uh, I've got Pastor Dan Taylor, the associate pastor at Bridgeway Community Church on today's Theological Thursday. We're talking about the theology of the minor prophets. Well, Pastor Dan, uh, I'm going to go to the phone lines and talk to Mike, and then I'm going to circle back with a question for you. But Mike's on the road in Maryland. How's it going, Mike? Oh, I'm great. Thanks got for a, calling. A, what are you thinking? Well, uh, two things real quick. One, um, you know, maybe you could have the more verbose or wordy prophets versus the more succinct <laughs> prophets. Yeah. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> and then, Be more and concise. Then here's my and then my question's a little more, a little more off the wall. Um, you know, some of the prophets had, you know, some kind of harsh things to say. I'm sure things that the Pharisees and the Sanhedrin and whatever the religious leaders of the time didn't didn't really like hearing. So, you know, to me, it's always struck me in some of these ways. It's kind of like the Catholic Church saying, "Oh yeah, Martin Luther. Oh yeah, yeah, you're you're a prophet for our time. You bet, what, buddy? Uh, hmm. <laughs> who?" Who in the ancient Hebrew uh, community, who declared the prophets prophetic? Who said mm. Amos? Oh, yeah, you're a prophet, but uh, your buddy Zerubbabel, no, he's whack. Mm. Good question. Uh, Pastor Dan, who declared these guys prophets? <laughs> Pastor Dan, you still with me? Uh, yeah, you hear me? I can hear you now. Okay. And, and Mike, I'm going to let yeah, you listen in the, in the car there. Uh, so I'll let you go so you can listen. But who declared these guys prophets and how were they received in the community? Well, I mean, ultimately, the person who declared them prophets would be God. I mean, mm -hmm. that's probably obvious. Right. And um, but yet at the same time, we read in the Old Testament and we don't really understand what this means. There was the school of the prophets. So I don't know if you went to prophet school and got a prophet degree. I'm not right. sure how that worked. Mm. Um but at the same time, it was God who was the ultimate declarer of them as prophets. Mm. And um, and part of being a prophet was making predictions. And so right. many times there were short-term and long-term predictions that the prophets would make. And when the short-term ones were fulfilled, people would know that the long-term ones were probably going to be fulfilled as well. Mm. And so uh, you have in the actually in the Mosaic Law, it said – hey, if some prophet predicts that something's going to happen and it doesn't, you can take them out in the street and stone them. So mm. I think they were probably pretty careful about how they did prophetic utterances at that time. Right. So you didn't want to declare that you were a prophet uh, because you wanted a job or you wanted to be uh, the guy <laughs> yeah, who got not to a job preach. You'd be hunting for. Yeah, preacher on the corner. You knew that if you were wrong, you were dead. Yeah, and again, they were very countercultural because they were preaching against the very things that were central to how the culture was living. Hmm. And so they were not popular most of the time. Which meant you really had to have a call to be, I mean, you had to know that you were called by God to do this because it's not something you would uh, be aspiring to, huh? No, not at all. Hmm. And then you had prophets like Nathan, who was more of a quiet prophet, wasn't he, in that he didn't have a book, but he had a role, and, and God used him, but in more of a private way, huh? Yeah, we see many times the prophets during the time of the United Kingdom mm -hmm. really are more like advisors to the king and mm -hmm. are more communicative to the king, mm -hmm. where you see in the other prophets the, from Isaiah to Malachi, they're most of the time addressing the most of the time 
addressing the population. But uh-huh. when you see Nathan, he's much – Nathan and Samuel would fit into this category. Some call them the pre-classical prophets. They were mm-hmm. people who were primarily primarily working with the king. So you see Samuel working with David and mm-hmm. Saul um, and Nathan working with David. So they were a little bit different uh, role that they played at that period of time. Let's talk about the United Kingdom and the divided kingdom. What does that mean? Well, let me explain what the divided kingdom and then the United Kingdom will probably make sense. Um, after Solomon died, there was a split. So there were the 10 northern tribes and the two southern tribes split from one another. Right. Uh, basically, each of them de- trying to, de- to decide which king to follow next. And so you've got Rehoboam and Jeroboam, and they split the kingdom. You've got the northern kingdom, the 10 tribes at the top. You've got the southern kingdom, the two tribes at the bottom, where Jerusalem would be centered. So you've got these two different uh, kingdoms that were mm-hmm. at one point under Saul, David, and Solomon all united. So mm-hmm. you had all 12 tribes identifying themselves as one block of country, and then you have the split after the time of Solomon. Gotcha. And did they ever reunite? Reunited and it feels so good. No, that ever no, happened to them? Reunited. No, the ten, the ten tribes, I mean, both of them eventually get carried off. The northern kingdom gets carried off by Assyria. And mm-hmm. if you've ever heard the phrase, the lost tribes of Israel, that's what it's referring to. Because the Assyrians would literally scatter, they would displace people and literally scatter them across their whole empire. So they would never be able to get together again. Mm. Uh, the Babylonians are the ones who took the southern kingdom off. And they're the ones that returned with Ezra and Nehemiah. So, uh-huh. and by the way, that's where we get the Samaritans from, because the Samaritans were people who were put in the northern territory by the Assyrian government as mm-hmm. foreigners that intermarried and integrated with some of the Israelites that were still there. Right, right. And so then they were like a mixed breed, if you will, of people, and they weren't looked at with uh, the full privileges no. of being uh, Absolutely. Israel from Israel, right? Correct. So a lot of people don't understand that the Samaritans were directly connected to this division of the kingdom and what was going on at the time. Almost refugee-like. Oh, very much so. Yeah. And so then the prophets were writing to, when we think about the prophets, we have to think about who they were writing to, whether they were writing to the northern kingdom or the southern kingdom. Is that correct? Um, That's correct. Not writing, but speaking. Yeah, but the majority of the prophets, when we see them, were speaking to the southern kingdom. Um, Now, we do have ones that are spoken. I'm looking it up right now because I've got a little chart on my desk. Mm -hmm. Um, The northern kingdom had Amos and Hosea were part of the northern kingdom, Mm -hmm. and that was pretty much it. Um, All the rest of the prophets were to the southern kingdom, Mm. unless they were going to a foreign country like Jonah did, who went to Nineveh. Gotcha. There's a lot of good stuff to learn here. We never have enough time to do it. But, Dan, we are going to run to our our break, and when we come back, we'll land this plane. One of the things I'll definitely ask you is if people wanted to know more, if they wanted to see that chart, uh, how could they go a little further, a little deeper, and even getting your notes? We'll be right back.
The following is a true story. I had a lady that was in her mid-70s, and I'd sold her timeshare, and that was the lowest I'd ever felt in my life. I knew then that I had to do something to simply not to go to hell for selling timeshare. Chuck McDowell founded Wesley Financial Group to help folks cancel their timeshares permanently. I called her and everybody that I'd sold timeshare to, and I said, this is what I said to you that was a lie, and this is what you need to do to cancel your timeshare. From that point, people started referring friends to me to help them cancel a timeshare, and that's how it all started. I fought the world's largest timeshare company in federal court. If I had lost that lawsuit, there would be no one helping people that have been lied to when they bought timeshare. If we take you as a client, we will cancel your timeshare or we'll give your money back. That's what makes us different. Call Wesley Financial Group now for a free information kit. 800-515-1771. That's 800-515-1771. 800-515-1771. Hello, Chuck with A-Action. This summer, your AC will use more electricity than any other appliance. So get a $69 efficiency tune-up and prevent unexpected breakdowns. You'll get performance specifications of your electrical components We'll also check your refrigerant levels, pressures, temperatures, and much, much more, both of your indoor and outdoor unit while practicing proper social distancing. 703-922-1900. Smooshed. That's how all the cars looked on a truck I passed recently. Steel pancakes, crushed and ready for the scrapyard. But one day, every one of those cars was somebody's dream come true. Not anymore. Yesterday's dream has been flattened. Like so many of life's dreams, things we thought were what we were looking for in life, a dream job or home, a big milestone, a romance, a marriage, children, they failed to fill the hole in our heart. In the Bible, our Creator tells us that we were made by Him and for Him. Our soul is restless and lonely because He's missing. You and I have hijacked the life God was supposed to run, so there's a wall between you and the one you were made for. But there doesn't have to be. Because Jesus died for you to pay the hijacker's death penalty. When you tell him, Jesus, I'm yours, the wall between you and God comes down and the hole in your heart is filled. We'd love to help you begin your relationship with him if you'll call us at 888-NEED-HIM. 888-NEED-HIM. It's Letter Month at Through the Bible, and it's important that Through the Bible hears from you today. Simply go to wava.com and use the keyword Bible and write an email note to Through the Bible telling them how much you appreciate the ministry of Dr. J. Vernon McGee right here on WAVA. Now, if you'd rather call them to leave a message or mail a letter to them, those options are also available. Go to wava.com and use the keyword Bible and let Through the Bible hear from you today. That's wava.com, keyword Bible. One of the best ways you can thank your wife or your mother or grandmother is by sending them a Paradise Ice Cream Cake. They have three different kinds of packages that are going to bless you, and they will deliver this to your mother or to your home. They have a classic, a deluxe, and a supreme deal, a quarter sheet ice cream cake, a balloon, a personalized card, 
and delivery. Or you can get a, a, a balloon, a coffee mug, candy, a couple red roses, or you can even go with the Supreme package with the six roses and the coffee mug, the candy, the balloons, and the ice cream cake, or send a sheet cake without the ice cream. You get all these goodies at Paradise Ice Cream, and they will deliver it directly where you need it to go if you're in my listening area. Just go to paradise dash or minus sign or hyphen catering.com. That's paradise dash catering.com. Or if you want to call them directly to talk about it, call 703-913-9445. I'd also like to thank my special sponsor today, Vivid Home, Smart Home Security System. You can get locks and lights, doorbells, outdoor cameras, thermostats, and more. And you get a free 4K doorbell camera pro when you get a brand new smart home package or upgrade the current system you have. Just call the Get Smart with Dr. David Anderson hotline. The number is 800-587-1504. I've been talking with Pastor Dan Taylor from Bridgeway Community Church today, one of the associate pastors there, and I like to call him our resident theologian. We've learned a lot about the major and the minor prophets. Pastor Dan, as we uh, sort of land the plane of the show, what do you think is important uh, in your final comments for us to know about the prophets? Well, I mean, the first thing I would say is don't be intimidated by them. Um, mm -hmm. Understand the context that they're speaking from. Um, mm -hmm. Even, but And one of the things I recommend to people, if you're going to dive into them, make sure you have a resource alongside with you to be able to understand the context or the historical context of whatever prophet you're reading, what is the background story so mm -hmm. you understand why they are saying what they are saying. So mm -hmm. even for me, if I'm going to be pulling up the book of Nahum, I need to understand the background story of the time and are they a northern kingdom or a southern kingdom prophet and what time period are they speaking in. So mm -hmm. even for those of us who are pastors, we need to have that background information to be able to understand it uh, just to be able to put it in context. So don't feel um, like you're, you know, you're a non-knowledgeable Christian because you need a resource alongside of you, even if you're doing some devotional reading in the prophets. If somebody wanted to get some notes, your charts or anything on this, what would be the best way to get those? Okay, well, I just sent you a link for my group for the Google Drive for the grasping God's word notes. Right, right. And right now I am creating a chart, uh, a page of charts for people if they want to go to that Google Drive and pull it. So is that something you can post on yes. your Facebook page? Uh, you, you know what? My assistant producer will post it on my Facebook page so people will have All right, I'll send it that. to Tony. Please do. And so that's at Anderson Speaks on my Facebook page. Pastor Dan, thanks for hanging out with us today. Absolutely. It was a joy. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the show, the opportunity to connect with one another and to learn. We thank you for all the prophetic voices you've brought our way and for teachers like Pastor Dan to help us understand them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.